This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Astonishing Tales of the Sea. Order today and receive a free copy of Astonishing Bear Attacks. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. Do us a solid. Check out our YouTube channel. This podcast is making me thirsty. Subscribe. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you dig it, please pass it on. Check out our website, SeinfeldPodcast.com. Email us at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at this thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at this thirsty. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans This is episode 128. Today, we welcome back a very special guest. He's been with us on twice before. He's a stand up comedian. He's a regular on Sirius XM hosting the Raw Report. Exec produced uh, Come to Papa with Tom Papa, the Kelly Carlin show. He's a regular on the Bonfire. Uh, you can find his uh, his his podcast, uh, Defend Your Movie Podcast. They're, they're, they're up there, too, as well. His new special, Check Right, is available this Thursday, October 6th, on his YouTube channel. We'll have the link in our description. Uh, please welcome Andy Fiore. Andy, thanks for joining. Wow. Thanks for having me, boys. Good to yep. see you. Good to be back on the pod. I'm excited, excited to talk yeah. some sign. Yeah, welcome back. I mean, you're part of the uh, you're part of the three timers club. It's uh, all right. It's very, very rare. You're the only one, you know, uh, episode 31. This is episode now 128. So it's, wow, it's, I'm honored. Been, I'm honored. Yeah. I mean, last time we saw you, you know, you were we had uh, the greatest lines bracket. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The March Madness, heard, baby. Have you heard from Morgan Emily Reed since? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Either have we. She disappeared. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. The restraining order kicked in pretty quickly. <laughs> uh so yeah so what have you been up to tell us a little bit about the uh the special coming out we'd love to to get a sneak peek of that if uh or what what, what we should expect uh, coming up yeah yeah you can go to uh follow all my socials at andy fiore for uh some clips coming up there it comes out october 6th it's on my youtube page youtube.com slash andrew fiore and uh, yeah, it's called Check Right. It's dedicated to my dad who passed away a few years ago at 96. And uh, there's a couple of bits in there about him. But we filmed it in uh, March at New York Comedy Club in the East Village. And uh, yeah, man, I'm really excited for everybody to see it. If you like it, tell a friend and spread this thing around. You know, I haven't put anything into my YouTube page because I was like, nah, this will never become a thing. And then it's just like, <laughs> that's the new medium nowadays. So I'm happy to have people go and just check it out and hopefully you like it. But I'm really excited for it. I'm very proud of it. And it looks really cool. We got some some cool Easter egg things we did in the credits. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, man. We're looking forward to it, too. And um, your Thank dad, you. 96, huh? That's that's yeah. incredible. Me, me and Chris both lost our dads pretty recently as well. Uh, so, I'm uh, sorry. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things. So that's great. You were able to to get it out for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dedicated to him. And it's called Check Right after him. He used to, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand about Sports Channel and growing up near Giant Stadium. 
my dad, ever since I was a little kid, would do this thing where when he was driving, if you were sitting in the front seat, if you're sitting shotgun, my dad would come up to an intersection. He'd look left and he'd go check right. And, and like that was now your cue to look for traffic on the right side of the world, which is bananas for to have like an eight year old kid do that. And wow. so, uh, yeah, it, there's a whole bigger bit in the special about that. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but it's just that's like old. That's the old man behavior. That's that generation just going, you got it. You know right, I mean? Matt. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My dad used the steering wheel as a drum set. So I know what you mean. Absolutely. Oh, I'm a big drummer. I'm a big steering <laughs> oh, wheel right. drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's man. You're bringing back memories. Uh, you know, we went up to my sister's graduation up in Providence and my older brother had to be well, 35 at the time. But my father's in the right seat. We're in the right seat. And my brother might have been going a little fast and he's yelling, get in the right lane, similar to check right. <laughs> right. My, my brother said, what? He, and then my father just goes, I'm not paying for this ticket. Like, you <laughs> 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 would have to pay the ticket. <laughs> but uh, no, but speaking of dads, I mean, and we lost two of the Seinfeld dads uh, this year, Morty and, uh, and Frank, right? I mean, it's, uh, yeah, fathers, they mean a lot, not just us, but even, you know, even of in course. the Seinfeld, right? Of course. I mean, so were you, uh, I mean, I'm guessing the answer is good. I, well, actually, what's interesting about both of those guys is they were both replaced, right? Yes. There was yeah. an original Moody yep. and an original Frank. Um, right. Not a lot of people know that about Frank because they covered they covered it up, right? They went back and like re-edited that dude out, whoever the original. Yeah, yeah. The original was the guy from uh, Lampoon uh, Christmas Vacation. What was his face? Right. Randolph? Is that right. Randolph? I think? Randolph, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, First, first, Mister, first, Morty made a few, a few episodes, and then was Barney. Uh, uh, what's his last name? Martin. Barney Martin. Yeah. And then you look back and you go, the right call for each one. I mean, they're just irreplaceable at this point. I mean, obviously we love Frank Costanza, but Barney Martin was so great too. He had some great lines, you know. My wallet's yeah, gone. So <laughs> yeah, my wallet's gone. Right. I'll make some phone calls. <laughs> just. <laughs> So it's funny. Another another replacement uh, character that we actually we've spoken to both of them now. The original Lloyd Braun and the new Lloyd Braun. Yeah, yeah. Curious, curious. Your take? Are you in? A, actually, I think I know the answer because it's it still might be your favorite episode. But you original Lloyd Braun guy or, or Lloyd Braun? Too? I'm an o, I'm an OG. I love original Lloyd. He's so cocky and he's swarmy <laughs> and just, yeah, like swarthy. Plays that like uh, George Nemesis so well, you know. It was it's, so it's this. I am always disappointed when I see like the later season Lloyd because it's like, ah, it just doesn't add up to me. You know what I mean? It was such a yeah, great one time character. You know, people are going to remember you know America, not the original Lloyd. But, you know, America and, and Twitter, they think that's the real Lloyd. No, come on, Twitter. Dad, we're getting too old. But no, seriously, I mean, the first the first Lloyd, like you mentioned, is like the opposite of George. That's what he was supposed to be, right? Yeah. Mom, oh, that Lloyd Braun. And then, you know, he was know. always this comes in and just gets a lane, right? Picks a lane up in like a second in the in the uh yeah. in the shop. I mean, he, oh, he's yeah. Uh, we we just lost the Stell Harris too, I think, recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, the Costanzas got knocked out real quick. Well, and, and Liz Sheridan. All, That's all right. Yeah, she Holy shit. Too. That's true. I can't I know. both so, parents. Yeah, it's uh very sad. Great, great um, casting yeah. though. Yeah. So speaking of, we uh, we have a new segment on the show. I know you you prepared for this. I'm, I'm ready, two up, baby. Two up, two down. Obviously, we're we're all big Seinfeld fans here. So this is actually it's kind of a challenge, right? Two ups are kind of easy, but the two downs on a on a favorite episode are, are <laughs> tough. 
Sashi and vice versa, even on bad episodes, the ups are tough. So uh, let's let's kick this off. We're going to start with, I still still think it's your favorite episode of all time, The Non-Fat Yogurt. Is that true? My favorite ep. This is my number one. All right. So, so this would be tough for you to be critical yeah, of your you favorite episode. It is. It is. Downs in there. But uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, we're going to lead off with my partner here on on one his first one up for the non-fat yogurt. Okay. I, I hope I'm not stealing one here because this. Is, I know it's your favorite episode. I have a few written down. I was going to hope. Me too. I don't want to. I don't want to repeat. We try not to repeat. Sometimes you kind of have to. If it's That's OK. Accurate. It's a great episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think my first up, I, I mean, my, my first up is going to be um, George in the doctor's office. I love George when, when he's behind the desk. I love George when he when he has to kind of talk his way out of something, when he has to lie. Always my favorite Costanza, you know, when he's doing the elbow thing. And then the doctor's like, I find nothing wrong with you. And George is a bit of a mystery. No, I don't think it is. I think you're faking it. George has to be like, uh, yeah, Brad, a very totally sick like, person. Yeah, exactly. A very sick person. A person who has no regard so for anyone else's time, you know, and George is like, OK, good point. Like it is that he makes those faces like, I guess he's got a point. So that, that's know. my first stop is uh is, is costanza with the doctor that that was right. so yeah that one's so great too chris because uh you have uh george you know his whole life is a lie admittedly so right and uh yeah, elaine actually even challenges him she goes oh you gonna do this not even you can keep that up and jerry goes oh i believe he can <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is nothing and then yeah. but then yeah it turns real but it's so funny how the doctor actually calls him out <laughs> that actually right. And then it actually hurts. He hurts himself. Yeah, that's a great right. one. That's but Fiori, not on my uh, not on my list. All right, Fiori, your first one up for for this episode. So just uh, first of all, I think the, the first one up uh, is it's such a great four person episode, meaning that everybody really has a story in this episode. You have Jerry and Elaine, obviously with the non-fat yogurt, but you also have Jerry and the cursing. And then you have Elaine and Lloyd dating Lloyd Braun. And then what we just had, you have George and uh, his whole elbow. And then you also have Kramer being invested in a business and it works against Kramer. But then you also have Kramer dating the scientist. Like it's got a whole lot of like, everybody is really busy in this episode and you've got the Costanzas in the episode. So like that's a thumbs up for me is just having the whole Seinfeld world really, really involved, you know, because like there's some episodes where you're like, well, we haven't really heard from Elaine a lot or we haven't really seen Kramer too much. There's a whole lot of everybody in this episode. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, uh, yeah, Kramer getting it on with the Bunsen burner. It's forever, you know, <laughs> yeah, in my head. All right, Tony, your next one up for. Not yeah, I, lo- I love that up, too, because it's it's uh, it's kind of like. It, it covers everything, right? It's, it's Newman overall. too. I forget Newman. Yeah, too. Newman loves see, it. Yep, exactly. You have a Newman in there who elevates it. Then you have, like you said, like the Frank and Estelle that elevates it. So yep. uh, I love that up. Um, it kind of leads me to my up. Um, again, I, I, I'm not even using probably my my favorite part of the episode as an up here because I, I kind of just want to dig a little deeper. But my, <laughs> my know, next, I have so many more yeah, ups. There's a whole list, right? Too. My, my my next up though is is to your point the. The Frank and Estelle uh, when Lloyd first comes over and, and it's really Frank, just the way Frank is like, you know, the mayor's talking about George, like the mayor's discussing George and like he likes, you know, the mayor's talking about George. You got to go see the mayor, you know, the mayor's doctor and that whole like, uh, uh, you know, communication between Frank, uh, Estelle and Lloyd and then George is being there just being like, you know, he's just over, you know 
overshadowed by Lloyd in front of his parents. It's just so, so much. Yeah, it's just so much right there going on. That That's my second thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another great point about the episode is they really we all know Seinfeld is famous for tying plots together at the end. This one is like interwoven throughout the whole episode. It's really everything is married to each other, which is just so impressive writing wise, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah and again, this is this is season five, right? I mean, it's yeah, the, banging on all cylinders. It's the pinnacle. As, as I've said many times, I they could end on season five. I would have been happy. All right. Next one up, Fiori. Well, I want to just yeah, I want to just jump a little bit off the Costanzas are so great in this episode too, because you've, <laughs> you've got the whole name tag fiasco and how Frank thinks it's a great idea. He goes, I think this would be a lot friendlier. He goes, how you doing, Sam? Hello, Joe. And it is anytime you get Frank's arms moving. It's just a recipe for hilarity. It's yes. so funny. But uh, I think my, my next thumb up is it's one of my all time favorite lines in Seinfeld. And it's one of my all time favorite acted bits is when they're in the non-fat yogurt store and uh, Kramer and uh, or no, I'm sorry, Jerry and Elaine are there and they see Newman and Newman's so excited about the uh, non-fat for he's been waiting for something like this his whole life. And uh, he's sitting there with all the other mailmen and he's just, you know, that's his scene. So like that's he's ruling the whole roost. He and he just, you know, just another round of strawberry for me and my friends is just one of my favorite, favorite things in Seinfeld. Yeah, that's a great line. I think uh, your girl Morgan, Emily Reed, I think knocked that out of the bracket. I so, know. Um, if I recall. Yeah, she's uh, not yeah, like... <laughs> So listen, this is a, your top episode. We have it as clearly, I think, a, a top 10 of all time. Great episode. So downs are going to be tough. But let's start, start with Tony again. You're one down from that. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. I mean, I was racking my brain a little bit on this one. I got to be honest. Uh, as we just mentioned, this is a, this is a this is a definitely a favorite episode. Um, but we got we got to be nitpicky. That's what we say yeah. when we do downs. We got to nitpick a little bit here and there. Um, you know what? This is man. I've been going back and forth what I was going to say. I'm going to go on the down here. I'm going to go with. um the final ending scene, sort of. It's it's Giuliani at the end being like, we're going to investigate the non-fat yogurt, you know, his cholesterol. It's a playoff of, you know, Kramer knocking the blood or whatever with the with the woman in the Bunsen burner. It doesn't play that well to me. At the, it's the end of a show. It's a throwaway. It's kind of like, let's do something with the title together. But to me, it just... It borders on that 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 absurd absurdity that that I don't love in the later seasons of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna go that little bit of like of like Giuliani. We're gonna investigate this non-fat yogurt or whatever. It, it's not bad per se, but if I gotta find a down, that that's gonna be my down. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. How about you, Andy? Well, that kind of uh, leapfrogs perfectly into mine because the only really nitpicky thing I could find was that uh, why is Kramer on a date with the scientist at the lab? Why, why would you go to her place of work for a date? That doesn't that's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me. If you're taking out a site, you don't bring her to her lab as part of the date. That doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. And I know that's, you know, sets up the whole blood confusion thing. But if you think about it, it really you would never just go to somebody's office on a date. You know, that's now my thumbs my- down. All right. My only thought there, not the, it's a good point, is maybe he was picking her up. She was working a little late and he could just be stepped, stepped in for a little, you know, could why be. not at the workplace? But All right. I'll take that. 
But either way, it's a fair down. Uh, Tony, you're next down. Yeah, I do like that down, actually. Um, this is this is kind of, again, we're, nit, we're nitpicking here on this. Um, I'm going to say the uh, Elaine gains weight and Lloyd doesn't want to call her anymore from the non-fat yogurt. I mean, first of all, I mean, it's not noticeable. Obviously Elaine still looks good, <laughs> right? Is she gaining that much weight that fast? How much yogurt is she actually eating? I get the joke a couple of times where Kramer calls Jerry, you know, what is he says like tubby or something or something like that. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But then it's like Elaine now is also gaining the weight and Lloyd's not going to talk to her because of that. Very small nitpick on, on a down there. Uh, just that that Elaine probably wouldn't be, you know, putting on that many pounds from a few yogurts. <laughs> but I mean, come on, it's it's funny. But I got I got to get a down in. Yeah, L- Lloyd's Lloyd's face there always. That's that's kind of my that's kind of my other down. I really stretch for a second thumbs down in this episode. But when Elaine, uh, she goes, I sat on a chair in his apartment and it broke. <laughs> and then it goes, oh, she's so small. You go, I don't buy that one happening again. But it gives us so many great lines. He goes, well, you're a lot of women. Aren't you? you know, like I just don't buy like pea sized Elaine who, yeah, you're right, Tony. They, you, they don't ever look fat in the whole right. episode. Right. Despite like them wearing the baggy clothes and the, but it does lead to so much funny stuff like Kramer calling Jerry a different, like name for fat. Every you know, listen, Chubbs, I got a 90 in biology. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets Jerry so mad. You know, you call me Chubbs one more time. You're going to be walking home. That's right. That's a good Jerry. <laughs> so, like I said, Chris, this one was so hard to find one, let alone two thumbs down. But that was all. That was what I got. Yeah. Classic episode and so many memorable lines. Everything you guys mentioned. So, you know, the with the molecules in the car, that whole bit. Uh, fun <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, non-fat yogurt. Tough one to criticize, but tough. let's give the non-fat yogurt yogurt an overall grade. Okay. Um, All right. So we didn't even we didn't even bring up my favorite line of this episode, which is uh, what the fuck are you doing? You piece of shit. (laughs) I rolled out the tape. Right. I mean, that is an all time classic Jerry line. As Andy mentioned earlier, this episode has all four characters on on fire in all four cylinders. Plus, it's got Newman. Plus, it's got the Costanzas. Um, This is an A. This is what you call an A episode. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go lower um, I wouldn't even argue higher. I, I think, you know, anything lower than an A minus, I'd have to probably uh, I'd have probably an issue with. I'm going to solid A uh, solid season five episode. Uh, non fat yogurt gets an A. Give it a 90. You got a 90 in Seinfeld. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> no, hey, just just so we're clear, oh, A is not an A plus. 94 ish. No, oh, A is not an A plus. Uh, 90 school. would be A minus. 90 is an A yeah, minus. Exactly. exactly. I think this is uh, 94, 93, somewhere around there. Yeah. I'm going A plus. I love it so much. It's my favorite one. I really can't find any faults in it. And like I said, those thumbs downs was me really nitpicking. I really had to think about the date at the lab. <laughs> you know? yeah. I was texting with my girlfriend, who's as big a Seinfeld fan as I am. I was like, what can I can't think of anything bad about this episode? She said she was like the cursing. What about you now? And then we find I was like, what about the date? That doesn't really make sense. So uh, yeah. A plus in my book. All right. Well, listen, that's that's you know, we wanted to make you think a little bit. Yeah, critical. So that's good homework you know, assignment. Good homework assignment. <laughs> All right, Tony, you uh, let's kick it over All to right. you. Okay. All right. Yeah. A plus. I, I was I was thinking that might be where you're going with it. I, I think it is <laughs> yeah. anything. A, a plus is fair and not. I'm easy. A. All right. 
So we're doing season nine reverse peephole. All right. Uh, Andy, you start us off this time. Your first thumbs up. My first thumbs up is uh, this one. You know, I think I think you guys are like me. The season eight and nine, you know, it gets super cartoony. It gets really absurd. And it's not that there's like bad episodes, but because you could find something good in all of them. But my first thumbs up is uh, I love Joe Mayo's job assignments at the party, you know, and uh, it get, anytime you get a putty, like great one line, you sure think Joe Mayo. I love that. It's always very funny. And I love how uh, Kramer doesn't know who Joe Mayo actually is, even though he went in on the gift originally. And he, it's kind of funny whenever they kind of uh, face, they kind of admit what they're doing, where uh, Kramer goes, Joe, who's this Joe Mayo? He goes, frankly, he sounds made up. I, I just love that. So I like the whole Joe Mayo world and I like his his job assignments at the party. You know, keep Jerry away from the music. Don't tap on the aquarium. Uh, you know, Elaine has to watch the the jackets. Um, I, li- I like the, the 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 one off Joe Mayo character. Heck, yeah, man. We're huge fans of Joe Mayo. Pat Finn yeah. was on was on our podcast. Uh, hell of a guy. Uh, salt of the Pat earth. Finn, yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Um, Joe Mayo with the, with the-, <laughs> <laughs> the, the guns. Yeah, yeah. So uh, good thumbs up. Oh, hi. Well, what's your first thumbs up? Yeah. Pat Finn, Marquette guy with Chris Farley. I mean, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Dude. And I, I had that on the list as well. Um, hmm, you know what? My other one up. My first one up is interesting. I like when Newman admits that he's banging Silvio's wife. Um, when, they're walking, like, when he's first in the apartment and then when he's walking down the street with uh, Kramer and he, he's just kind of like, there's not much sleeping going on. I don't know. It was uh, <laughs> it was good Newman. I always get a chuckle out of it. Sure. And then he kind of he climbs the tree and that gets a little kooky. But um, kind of him flirting with Silvio's wife and like just picturing Newman like having an affair with someone in the building uh, always kind of cracks me up. So that's my first number one. Again, on a tough season nine where, you know, there's not a lot of ups. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, uh, Newman gets involved. It kind of brings it up at least a notch here in my book as well. But uh, Andy, second thumbs up. My, so my, we, we just referenced Silvio, the landlord, uh, who it's always been funny to me. Um, I get this could it's not a thumbs down, but I just came up with it off the top of my head. How Jerry and Kramer have kind of had a few. I guess I can only name, you know, there was Manny and Bruce was there like other landlords. Right. So yeah. I don't know how the landlord work system works in that building. But uh, John Polito is plays Silvio yeah. and he's just one of those great character actors. Like, you know, he's uh, like the Coen brothers used him a lot. Yeah. And uh, he plays Frank's brother and it's always sunny. So I, I my thumbs up to to John Polito. I love that guy. I think he passed away recently, too, unfortunately. But that guy is great because, you know, he's doing an accent. He's not he's really acting in this role. And uh, just to him, him accusing people of being agitators is so funny to me because <laughs> you never hear that word. Just agitators is. And I love the fact that he's so perplexed by the reverse people and uh yeah, he just is so willing to believe that uh, Kramer made up this whole story of Jerry being a, a fancy boy. And it just makes sense to, to Silvio. He just goes along. He's like, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Look at me. Shower me with kids. Like he does such a great job. So that's my thumbs up is, is Silvio. 
I love it. I love the shower me with kisses. He's like, moo, 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 moo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lebowski, you mentioned, you can't forget him in Lebowski. Uh, yeah. Incredible. A great guy. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great up. Um, O'Hara, second up. Yeah, so Fiore, you know, he gets this show. It's all about the guest stars. And he, he focused on two guest stars <laughs> here because they, you know, they do shine. And we, uh, we try to put a spotlight on that on this podcast. But you know, I was wavering between these two, but this is I'm going with Kramer hiding in the reverse people. So first <laughs> when he's like kind of like shaving his chest or scratching his chest with the spoon. And then later with Silvio, he's kind of like hiding and he's like, I see you, Kramer. Like, I know you're there. I don't know. It's like so stupid, but it's it's kind of funny because just. You know, uh, ten minutes before Kramer goes, you know, we're not, well, we're not hiding anything here, but yeah, yeah. and then he then he kind of hides in the peephole. So, going with Kramer hiding in the reverse peephole is my second. <laughs> That's a great one. Nice, uh, Andy. You got a you got a down for this one, season nine. Uh, I'm sure you got one or two here. Let's hear your. I first do have down. a down, but I want to ask you guys because you guys are, uh, are, are. I bow down to you and your knowledge. Do you guys know if the reverse people I plot idea was what came from the writers' room? Was that you know like uh, um, Festivus is is famously. One of the writers, uh, his father actually did that. It was the reverse people. Uh, do you guys have ever dug into that? Do you know where the idea came from? Well, I don't know. if Ohio, I mean, I know it was written by Spike Farriston. And, right, right. Uh, he's one of the writers we haven't talked to yet. But oh, we're gotcha. working on it. So I'd like to get to the bottom of it. I don't know if Ohio has more info on that. But I know Spike Farriston uses a lot of his every he the soup Nazi was a real thing from him. Um, I know he uses a lot of real stuff, so it's quite possible. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a curious. real thing. But uh, I don't know if Harry knows more. Yeah, no, same. Spike's one of the ones we're we're still waiting on, but hopefully we can get to the bottom of that. All right, cool. Well, here's my uh, thumbs down. My first one is that I never understood from the first time I saw this episode why uh, Elaine would mistakenly throw out Joe Mayo's coat. So we know. Uh, Joe Mayo has the same coat as Putty, the fur coat, but Elaine is put in charge of the coats. But, you know, you guys go to a house party. Those coats are put on the bed. Joe Mayo's own coat wouldn't be on his own bed. It would be in his closet, right? You don't put that's where guests <laughs> coats go on your bed. So uh, either Putty went into the closet to get his coat and took Joe Mayo's. Or, or that's just always been a plot hole that's that's irked me because Elaine threw one out into the onto the tree famously, and it just doesn't make sense in my head. That's my thumbs down. Yeah, I, and I would add to that. I don't like Elaine's whole like explaining that situation to Jerry, and then he's like, "But you threw out the window." Yeah, but I shouldn't have to get that whole thing there. I don't. I don't like what she talks about the whole coat out the window either. Yeah. So, Dr. I, uh, I, Tony, I, Tony, I Tony, I'm I'm doing the one downs. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> because that's my one down. Is it really? Wow, how about yeah. that. I know, how um, you guys are on the same page. Look at you. You got chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, actually, I what I did rewatch it, Andy, and like, yeah, you're right. I think his coat was Joe Mayo's coat was on the bed, and then you saw the two of them. But yeah, that's a great point. Why would he have his coat on the bed? Yeah, yeah, it's so funny too because um, that that always brought me back to like little when your parents would have a dinner party, and like I used to have that job, and you'd be like, where do I put? Yeah. They go, just put them on our bed, and then you know. And so that always rang true with me. I'd be like, well, my parents' coats weren't on their own bed. 
Yeah. So why would that be a, you know what I mean? Great yeah. point. But, but to, to Tony's point, we were just mentioning the whole Elaine monologue about the coat, that whole scene in, in, in the uh, monks just never really sat with me. There was a lot of like, just awkward silences. Yeah. And then George at the end was like, okay, that's also for me. I don't know. It's just uh, enough already. We, we get it. Buy him a new coat. Uh, too much, too much. One down. Yeah, obviously. I was. I agree. I just kind of brought that up too. So, uh, Andy, second thumbs down on this one. Uh, yeah, my second thumbs down is just this. It kind of leads me to my. It's just. It's kind of, the whole episode is kind of a stretch. What you know what I mean by that? Like you, they're just. You can tell they're really reaching at this point. Like the European carryall is. I don't think is it. This is my major thumbs down. The European carryall is a thing that Jerry would have a problem with earlier in the show. You know right. what I mean? It's like the ponytail, ponytail. Exactly. Come on, who has a ponytail? So, like Mimbo. Yeah, good point. That's a good point. I don't, I don't think that, I think like, you know, he would have been a money clip guy once he got rid of the wallet because it was very funny to start out, you know, uh, making fun of George's gargantuan wallet. That's a very Jerry nitpicky thing. Like it, it lends to his personality. But I just don't see him ever wearing the European carryall because, A, obviously they make the joke, you know, looks like a purse. But that is to me that goes so against Jerry's character in the whole show. Yeah, valid point. I believe he's doing it for a chick, though, right? Is that where it all kind of stems from? Yeah, I guess you could justify <laughs> it that way. That's that's where he's probably thinking. But I get your point is he would never because is that the same episode where he says might not be where the girl goes, let's go dance. And I know he's like, I guess it was, so stupid. He says, so it was, I had that. It was, I had those. Yeah. I wrote down a few lines for most of my thumbs great up. Jerry line. Like, yeah. You never, and, you and never go dancing. Like, no, because it's so stupid. Right. right. <laughs> so and to that point, you know, what's he doing with the bet with the carry on? I guess you're right. Thing. I guess like, uh, so stupid. He should say to her, but he still has it. Right. But, uh, right. She's got the key funny. ring. Like, it, yeah. So I guess yeah. because of all her stuff, it makes a little more sense. All right. I'll give you that one. But uh, no, no, I think it's a great down. I think it's a great down. It did work. And I guess it does work well once you put the whole fur coat plot in and lend it all, put it all on Jerry. But uh, that was my second thumbs down. I like it. Uh, oh, Howard, did you give two your second one now we need, right? No, I think you just convinced Fiore this episode's an A now, but uh, <laughs> no, oh, I don't know about that. I, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I no, but, yeah. I, but I think, Andy, what you're saying is thematically, it was just there's too much going on, a little stretched it. Yeah. So for me, just specifics like the whole wallet bit. I, I mean, we've seen George for years, I mean, we've never seen a big wallet before, right? The balancing with the right. napkins, I mean. The hard candy, by the way, the hard candy joke twice. We got it with George on his hard candy in there. I, I never laugh at that. And then when Elaine pushes Kramer and he references the hard candy again, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's it, it, it kind of feels like an inside joke, but there should yeah, be I mean, like, it's joke. a callbacky show throughout its history. So I just felt like that was an easy one for the writers to do there, you know, like, but that's I think to your point, Chris, is characteristic of season nine. Yeah, the whole the whole sweet and low in the wallet, uh, him stopping to get the guitar lessons. Like, uh, just, First lesson free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It, it was, I, that do, was I do always laugh, though, at the uh, $5 off any Orlando area. That <laughs> still makes me laugh for some reason, just because the, yeah. the bizarre day, the, like the, you're never going to be there. I but he did laugh, right. and my my brother always had a ten percent Myrtle Beach card similar, so I get it. <laughs> I, 
uh, I always laugh at that one. So, uh, but George, for the most part, the wallet stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm very curious about this because you, you, you guys made arguments on both sides of this. I mean, even, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where these grades land. So, uh, Andy, you're, you're great on, uh, on this one. I'm going to give this one a C plus because it's like we said, it's that cartoonish season nine, very much of a, everything's a stretch. Like I mentioned, but it does have some great lines. It has some great, you know, uh, some, throwaway lines just like where'd you learn to climb like that he just goes the pacific northwest so it's just like <laughs> this weird part of newman now that we don't know about but then it's also you know uh newman <laughs> go down to 86th street they're giving fur coats away and you know uh newman climbed over a tree he can climb like a ringtailed lemur always makes me laugh love, so love ringtailed lemur there's some funny line like and the, and the dancing line because it's so stupid so like there's there's enough there to give it the i, I wouldn't give it too bad a grade but yeah it's kind of ridiculous it's a ridiculous. It's a silly, ridiculous episode. I I think C plus is is right on the money, in my opinion. Actually, uh, Chris O'Hara, what do you got? You guys are spot on. This is a C plus. I mean, I yeah, going I, I in agree. before before I rewatched it, I thought I was going to grill it. You know, just because season nine, and you know, George was and usually George. Listen, George, our favorite character of all time, and when he does it, when he's the worst in the episode, you get concerned. Um, but I think. To your point, Andy, the uh, Joe Mayo, Silvio, they oh, yeah, really yeah. elevated. Yeah, the episode yeah. For a season nine, let's be let's be careful. Right, here. right. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a solid C plus. It's it's you know, not a top one hundred episode, but not oh. a bottom twenty. Let's put it that way. I like it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Both of you guys, I think that's 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 where it kind of lands, right? I think when you're talking season nine, you're you're going to start around a C, and if it's if it's got something to give it a kick up, it's going to get up a little bit, and a kick down will bring it, you know, into those D levels. But I think this is solid C plus. I agree, both of you. Yeah. Um, this was this cool. that summarized my whole high school career. It was just good enough, not terrible, but you know, yeah. not top 100 in the class. Not showing not off, but not, not showing off, you know? not lagging behind. Exactly. <laughs> Steve, so is that is, is it a Morristown High School or is there a specific high school in Morristown? Uh, I there is Morristown High. I actually went to Seton Hall Prep in West Orange to play hockey. So, uh, oh, there you go. All right, then yeah, uh, Villanova and the rest is history. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, it's true. Did you realize this? Jay Wright's favorite episode is the Susie. Really? I didn't know Jay no. Wright was a fan. Totally made that up. I oh, you a- yeah, I almost I, that was there's no way I could love that man more. And then you almost just did it for me. Well, I was, I was trying to give you a brutal episode that he liked. That is. I was going to go. Ah, not the Suze. <laughs> uh, um, did you um, did you hit any of the, uh, the fish shows over the summer? Atlantic City or any of those? Or? I did go to a few. I didn't go to Atlantic City. I hated the venue so much last year. I've heard <laughs> bad things. To go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I went to Hartford and I went to one night of Jones Beach. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Had a fun time at those. Nice. What's your uh, here's a question for you on that one. What is your. Uh, the, the four fish main and the four main Seinfeld, if you want to use Larry, you can. Match them up. Who who's who in in this scenario? All right. Well, I think Trey is obviously Jerry. You know, he's kind of the leader of the group. He's uh, maybe at sometimes not the strongest member of the of the band. But uh, whereas Jerry is obviously you know not the not maybe the the strongest actor. We as we know. So, uh, but they also you know both um, 
have that leadership kind of quality. So Trey, the lead guitarist, would be Jerry. This is going to be interesting here. <laughs> uh, I think you got to give Mike Gordon, the bass players, probably Kramer. Yeah. Just because he's such an oddball and a weirdo. He seems like they would share traits. I agree. Um, and I guess Fishman would be Costanza. Because Paige is not Costanza. Uh, right. It's kind of a process of elimination there, right? Yeah. So, and I think they're both have a, kind of a similar body shape. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fish is kind of a character. So I think John Fishman would be George. And then I guess, yeah, that leaves Paige and Elaine. Paige is kind of feminine too, you know? And he's got his, he's got his great moments. And a lot of times Paige is my, uh, my some my surprise favorite person uh, in the band on any given night. And that also holds true for me and Elaine. I, I love I adore Julia Louis-Dreyfus so much, you know, that was so. well done, dude. I, I think I agree with you on that, too. It was interesting. <laughs> where, where, Great where, question. Yeah. Where it could get weird is, is, is if you make Trey, Jerry, then it kind of trickles away exactly how you said it. It's right. really just if you don't think that. But you have to kind of think that, like you said. So, yeah, love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, now, speaking of Elaine, is it. Are you like little kicks Elaine or do we like, you know, Lloyd Braun cutesy Elaine? Yeah, I love cutesy Elaine, but I love I also love when Elaine gets bossy. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things about nonfat yogurt is, you know, is the smells, you know, it smells it smells real bad. Like she, she almost a lot of times goes into like, you know, 1920s newspaper uh, tycoon voice, you know. And uh, Jerry, just it's enough with the smells. <laughs> you know? yeah, she, but I like when, uh, you know, Elaine will will get kind of, um, you know, she gets mad with George's, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, toupee. And she goes, I don't like this is what I'm going to do about it. You know, when Elaine takes charge, that's sexy as fuck, man. When she, uh, you know, gets uh what are, who is the uh, the couple? The, what's the wait out? What are their names? That's I what I was just going to say. The wait out. She does that to Jerry, right? She's like, yeah, you do it. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Get over there too sweet if you know what's good that, for you. And, you yes. know, all right, now fix me a drink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I know what you were doing. Don't do it. I love when Beth, she just he uh, takes what's charge. The guy's name? Yeah, yeah. It's Beth and the guy. I forget the guy's Beth name. Beth yeah, and Arnie. Beth and Arnie. Beth and Arnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And to your point, the the two Jer- the two George ones is the the one you mentioned with the toupee. And then uh, the the nip is a great one too. You want a Christmas card? Need a Christmas card. You know, shoving uh, George's face. They're calling so that's me a, dip. Yeah, that's a great one too. It's so great. Right, hot, hot off the press, uh, Andy. I know you're a big Yankees fan. Judge just hit 61. I, so dude, I. <laughs> <laughs> you get distracted. Can I? Uh, I have it in mute in, on mute in the other room, and I preempted this by saying I have the text messages here. I go. I have to go do a podcast. I'm sure he'll hit it while I'm busy. Right. To, to to my college buddies and to my best friend, Steve Brown, he just texts me, goes, oh, man, I'm afraid to even tell you. <laughs> but, uh, the good news is we didn't I knew it was going to happen while I was busy. You didn't have to hear Michael K. So it's on mute. That's, so that's true. Good. That's true. I got it on TV so I can live. D- I can go back and watch in real time. But okay, that's great, man. I've been I went Come to on. the game. I went to one of the games on Friday and uh, nothing, even though it was a great game. Everybody's still disappointed. They didn't see a historic home run, but uh, yeah, listen, yeah I'm glad broke, it's over. He he broke the record, whatever that is. What record? Right. So, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. He, yeah, well, he sixty one is you know tying Maris, which I obviously, if you're a Yankees fan, that's still the real record to you. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah good for him. That's great. I it was he was feeling it, dude. I think he really was starting to get to him a little bit. I agree. I think it's I think it's everything's built up nowadays so big that it's just like yeah. it's yeah. it's too much at some point. That's pretty it's funny. Shame. You just hit it. It's a shame too that some Canadian's gonna get like a million bucks for this ball that he doesn't really probably give a shit. <laughs> the stadium's <laughs> half empty up in Toronto. They don't care. Um, so Andy, the um, the shows in Seinfeld that have the I guess you could probably best relate to, let's say, yeah. are like when Jerry's actually on the road, like on the road, and if you will, doing stand up, like in in the movie. I wouldn't say on the road, but in in New York, the movie, the fire. Yeah. Um, those episodes do those, I don't know, hit home a little more for you. Like, Oh, all right. You know, again, this is a nineties where he's trying to meet his friends for the movie and well, like, he's got some gigs. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to rings true to you, to your that life. one very much, uh, personifies a New York city comedian on like a Friday night because they, he uses the real lingo. He's like, I got a spot here and I got another spot at 1150. So like, you know, to the, to the non-informed uh, stand-up comedian fan, uh, spots are what we call, you know, going to do a set downtown, you know, wherever. We call them spots. I don't know. You just, I have a spot here at the Comedy Cellar. I got a spot uptown. It's in New York. So that little bit of insider lingo is really cool to me. But yeah, the mixing up of the spot times and the running to different clubs, like that is so real. That rings true. And uh, trying to get around. The other part is that uh, Barry Diamond, you know, he really nails the annoying comedian that you are just kind of stuck with so well, like that. I came right out of the world of standup comedy. There's always that guy. He's just trying to run bits by you and you're just putting up with him, but you don't want to be rude or mean, but you're just kind of like, ah, I just got to share a cab with this guy. Just trying to be nice. It's so perfectly done. That one really is uh, the, the best exemplary, you know, piece of like how they I guess how they tied in stand because when Jerry goes on the road, you know, you never see him really deal with, you know, the other stand up bullshit that you would find on the road. And it's really never a major plot point aside from maybe like the pilots in the in the audience you know what I mean? right. Right. Uh, or or like, you know, maybe once or twice we saw him having like some travel hiccups. But like that one really rings true, you know, running around in the city doing spots. And like, even though it was in the 90s, like yeah, sometimes you got to spot uptown. You try and hop in a cab to go all the way downtown. Like traffic's heavy. You're like, don't go through the park. You know, take right, Broadway. Right. Like that still exists. So that mm-hmm. one's really a uh, uh, hits home. What about what about Toby? How would you handle Toby? <laughs> so Jerry didn't. That was handled very poorly. You know what I mean? Uh, he just kind of. I mean, I guess for the show's sake, they cut away and you don't really see. Seinfeld froze like a deer in headlights. Was yeah, that that exactly. was the, uh, the quote. Yeah. Yeah. You got to really just go after the person. That's what you have to do. You would. I mean, any comedian would really lay into that person. Really. You know, somebody's booing and hissing you. You wouldn't just try and move on. You deal with it in the moment. But in fairness, he's with she's with Kramer. So it's like a date. So I don't yeah, know. Maybe good was, point. Good point. Know? Yeah. He kind of, you know, gives it to Kramer. Afterwards, what the hell are you bringing her around for? That's right, but, that's uh, right. She's brimming with energy. <laughs> that's another great Elaine, too. I know she's deranged. <laughs> that is a good Elaine line when she says that. Um, deranged is such a word you don't hear too much. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned buckles because, you know, they they kind of with Banya, I think they saw what they had with buckles and was like, let's have a, a recurring character who's Jerry's like 
that that kind of comedian friend who's always kind of you know annoying but there and like it's that perfect. sort of thing. You know, like Banyo kind of rolls right into that pretty well, right? As far as yeah, uh, you know, I was Skull always Jerry and you know, that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I was always very curious to know, and I I, I wonder if it's ever been leaked, but I don't think so. In all my you know years of studying Seinfeld lore, if Kenny Banya was written after a real life comedian, you know, I'm sure he's obviously the, I don't know if it's, it was it a one person or is he just the amalgamation right. of a bunch of annoying comedians Smiling, that Jerry yeah. knew. But I mean, Banya, I, I also wonder if, if he was like a one-time character that just hit and played so well that they kept bringing back. Cause he was always such, he was gold. Right. From what we've gathered, a lot of these returning characters were never meant to be returning characters. Yeah, so I would be yeah. surprised if Banya was meant to be. I think to your point, I think he just hit and then the writers picked up on it and they would just write him back in to keep yeah, writing him back yeah. in. Um, that seems to be the theme that we're finding when we talk to writers. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, th I think, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to know if it's a, um, a conglomeration, like you said, or a single person. But uh, My, I'm sure what, Jerry has those people in his life. You know? Oh, for sure. I love when uh, Banya agrees that cutting would be the wrong move in the soup Nazi line. I love little things like that where he goes, I'm not letting you cut. If he catches us, we'll never get soup here again. And Banya goes, all right. I love when they agree because they just go, all right, that is the right decision. I'm, we're not going to cut so we can still get soup. We don't want to threaten not getting soup. I love it. Banny goes, fine. All right. <laughs> he realizes his <laughs> rational comes over. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, Banny is just, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of those, like you put him up oh, there. Jack yeah. It's like, he's just, he doesn't totally. overtake it. He just, to your point, you just like, he just nails it. Right. And yeah, nails it. You fancy you know, boy, hand cream. It's, yeah, it's gold. <laughs> it's a great line. I cream. You fancy boy. Hand cream. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's these guest stars just, steal the show half the time. I mean, especially in the later years. That's why they brought back the, the you know, Suella Mishkis, the Buddy, Jack and yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you guys are right. I think, Chris, you said it before. The the show, you know, as obviously uh, is so four-person heavy, the little characters, even the one-timers, are so perfectly cast. Like, you know, in that same, you know, the Nancy boy uh, the dry, the dry cleaners, like uh, Murray and his wife, his wife. I don't think we, I think we see Murray twice, but we only see his wife in that. And, you know, she's got Jerry's mother's fur coat. If yeah. I get that Seinfeld yeah. math, right. And yeah. she's wearing it and Jerry butters in. And, uh, but then she's walking out of the dressing room and Elaine went outside to get the, uh, a better look in a, a, a normal mirror. But then Elaine just goes, hey, do you think you can fix this? You get salt out of this dress. She goes, let me see. And like, she just does it so. Let me see. She just jumps right back in her normal life as a dry cleaner's wife. She goes, yeah, let me take a look at it. Bring it in. It's like every <laughs> casting. I, they rarely miss on casting. Uh, I mean, rarely. Yeah. And we, we spoke to the casting director, Mark Hirschfeld. I mean, and, and Jason Alexander, I read a recent article, like he gives credit Full, like, not full credit, but a lot of credit to the success of the show to Hirschfeld. Like, the yeah, casting yeah. is phenomenal from so great. the parents to stars like Bookman and Banyan and Beyond. I mean, um, and then some of those, we've spoken to many of them. Two of your favorites, I remember you spoke to us last time, your two favorite Jerry girlfriends were the NYU girl 
Yep, Sharon. And uh, and Angela, who, you know. <laughs> I know. I always see you guys talk to those guys on Twitter. I go, why didn't you give your pal Andy a call? He would have loved this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, they both, they, they look phenomenal still to this day. So good yeah, call. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, was it you guys who uh, who found out it was uh, Sharon, the NYU, NYU reporter? Those were her jeans from home. Yes, yes, yes. And her, like her daughter just still wears <laughs> yes. them around the house today. It's like, yeah. put those in a museum. Don't let your kid <laughs> fucking wear them. Come on. What are we doing? Yeah, we also got the scoop. They were hot and heavy on that couch, man. She went all in on that couch. Oh, baby. Dog. Very, that was uh, that was something else. Yeah, we're, we're uh, yeah, that, that's uh, rocking and rolling with these guests. We're finding out information, man. Anything, uh, any little tidbits we can gather, you know? Absolutely. No, you guys are great. It's so fun. To yeah. Watch. I mean, but, you know, but the consistent theme, I mean, you know, we're always looking for dirt, but there really isn't any, you know, it's right, like, right. It was a welcoming show. Everyone was positive, And like, there's the a reason the guest stars shine is because like they were so giving Jerry was so giving it starts at the top. So absolutely um, incredible yeah. stuff. But Andy, man, thanks for catching up. This has been awesome. Oh, uh, you, please. The pleasure really is legitimately really always all mine anytime forward to the special um Thank you. appreciate you be, being one of our, our first three-timer i want uh, i'm going for the five-timers club that's, that's my next right. milestone the, the snl five-timers club yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's great awesome we'll thank you guys you really really a pleasure anytime thanks andy thanks andy bye guys awesome, thanks cheers Thank you.